Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Daily Mayhem. This is your host, Jack Package. Mayhem has concluded. And I know that there are a lot of people hanging on the results out there. I've got with me today, I'm just going to get right to it. We're going to spoil the surprise. I've got with me today the captain of the winning team, the drunken grown-ups, Mr. Kenneth Preedy. Congratulations, Ken Preedy. Thanks, Jack. It's great. It is great to come home from Surfside Beach, South Carolina, to walk off the last hole at Presswick, a winner. It's It's been quite a while for, for me, as Dave highlighted in the very first debut episode of the, the Daily Mayhem podcast, that he is a consistent winner over me, and there is no better feeling in the world than walking off the 18th green at Presswick and making the last putt be meaningless and walking off a winner. And, and that's what we did. We pulled together. Uh, I could not be more proud of the guys. All, everybody played a part. It was, it was a, a true team effort. So thanks for having me again on the show. It's good to be back. It's good to see you again, uh, and I'm, I'm happy to, to, to be here. Ken, I couldn't be more honored to have you. Uh, great way to celebrate the ending of the trip. And I really want to run down through the tournament. Uh, we'll talk about day four's results. We'll talk about some of the other things that occurred. And uh, nobody I'd rather be on here with discussing it with than the winning captain. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get into the show, remind everybody that the Twitter handle, follow us at the Daily Mayhem one on Twitter. You can follow your host, Jack Package at at JMU Monty on Twitter. And the Daily Mayhem podcast is sponsored today by Jack Daniels. Um, Jack Daniels, it's tasty. It's delicious. Make it count. Jack Daniels. All right, Kenny. After day three, close match. The score was 33 to 30. Um, for the drunken grown-ups, okay, there are 90 total points available in the tournament. One of the teams has to get to, what, 45 and a half, right? You got to get slightly over half. So at 33 points after day three, the drunken grown-ups needed 12 and a half points to achieve their 45 and a half to win, the, you know, more than half of the 90 total. Um and that was what was at stake when we left. So for day four, we went to Prestwick, uh, the home course of Myrtle Mayhem. Beautiful course, fantastic course, uh, absolutely stunning weather, right? Would you agree? Great weather. We'll talk about we, that maybe a little bit later. But Could not have been day. better. The best five days of, of Myrtle weather we've ever had, maybe. In perfect day. Years. Yeah, perfect day. Uh, nice conditions. Now, Kenny, before we get started, at Myrtle, before we get started round four, everything on the line, they throw us a little bit of a wrench, right? What hole did we start on? Oh, we started on the back ten, on the back nine, on number 10. Unusual, that, that, right? That changes everything. I, I felt walking. Me, in fact, me and my partner, I was playing with the Saint that day. We drove to hole one, coming off the practice green, and nobody there. We had to turn around and go to 10, so... Changes everything. The back nine at, at Presswick, some of the hardest nine holes you'll play. Uh, so coming off of uh, and starting off of 10 really changed, I think, a little bit of the of the way that you play that course, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I abs absolutely think so. And then 18's a tough closing hole. Um, 
And I feel like I, I don't know if we have any lefties in the group. I think maybe there's maybe one. Um, no, no lefties this year. No, is lefties. there no lefties? Right. Okay. So maybe so. No, no lefties. Eighteen's got the water all the way down on the right hand side. So for the typical right handed golfer who plays a fade or a slice, that water is in play on your first and your second shot. Right. We've seen it through the years. All the way down. Balls in that water all over the place. On nine, when we reverse it, the water it's that same water. It's all down your left, right? So for the right-handed golfer, a little bit easier tee shot, a little bit easier second shot. Um, but I do think the, the hole that we talked about so much on this podcast, hole 17, that diabolical hole, having that not come at the end where the day and the week of golf and beers and everything else has grinded on you. It was in the middle of the round, right? And it was a little different feel to that hole when it's not like everything on the line at that tough diabolical hole. Agreed. Changed changed the whole day. Yeah. All right. That was the first curveball we were throwing. So listen, let's just get right into these matches, okay? So it's 33 to 30, drunken grown-ups leading. Match number one. Um, out of the gates, the old reliable, old faithful pairing at Prestwick, Evans Kelleher against Dwyer Reed. Reed had been playing pretty good that week. Uh, he may have been may have been unbeaten at that point. Dwyer having a, a solid week himself. Evans Kelleher, though, I think undefeated in Prestwick. We talked about it previously. What did Evans Kelleher go ahead and do in that match? They boat raced them. They did. They boat raced them. They won. They swept. They won the front. They won the back. They got nine points. They got us two, you know, three quarters of the way there, just right out of the gate. Um, during the team meeting the night before, we decided that we were going to play partners together who had won and run it back. And so Evans and Keller, who had won on day two, were paired up again on day four. Hard to beat. Brian Reed was playing the best golf of all of the cancel club uh, folks there were. Undefeated coming in. I saw him on day one. Um, he was playing great golf. And so to, to to throw Evans Kelleher out first match, have him come in, win the front, win the back, win the, you know, the nine points, it gave us the cushion we really needed. So uh, really, really great match by them. And, you know, Michael Kelleher, um, three and one, Alan Evans, two and two uh, between them. You know, they just, um, they dominated that match and they, and they took it home. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk about this a little bit. So the first three days, each match is worth seven points. Two for the front, two for the back, three points for the overall. Seven points available for each match, 21 points available each day. On the final day, it's nine points available each match. So the front nine and the back nine are each worth three. The overall's worth three. 27 total points available for the three matches on day four, right? So right out of the bat, Drunken grown-ups, your team, Kenny, needed 12 and a half points to take home the trophy. Evans, Kelleher, go out and hang nine right on the board. That's a statement match. Yeah, one one with the lowest score of the day. Shot a 74 that day. Nobody would have beat them. Won seven holes to two. Um, just an utter domination. Didn't lose a hole on the front. I don't think they even lost a hole until hole 14 or 15. They were... As dominant a pairing as you could find on on day four of Myrtle Mayhem. So stone uh, cold assassins lots, on day four. That lots. team is tough. 
Yeah, and they disrespected by Vegas that day. Vegas threw a, a curveball at him and, and put him as the underdogs against Dwyer Reed. And well, I think you know, they took that personal. I, I, you know, I've got some opinions on Vegas, and maybe I'm going to make a note of that. Kenny, let's come back and we'll talk about that because I had to really lean on uh, Vegas's little brother, Atlantic City, who was a pinch hitter and did a dynamite job, I might say, dynamite job. And we'll talk about Atlantic City's picks because Vegas hasn't shown his face since day one, night one. Um, I think he had a rough NCAA tournament. I think he had um, Gonzaga last night. I think he's uh, Vegas may never be seen again. Uh, but Atlantic City, I had to have him pinch hit. And I don't think Atlantic City disrespected Evans Kelleher. We'll talk about that later when we analyze the uh, picks. Moving on to match two. I was part of this one. This was Package and Denora against Moran McCann. This was a rematch of day one. And on day one, uh, Package Denora had won six to one over McCann Moran. And the tables got turned. Uh, hole 10 came out and uh, had a little, you know, we were in good position after the second shot up on the green. Uh, just on the fringe, made a little mistake with the chip. And all of a sudden, these guys stick one tight. We lost the hole on 10. Similar thing happened in uh, on 11. Uh, Denora struggling a little bit off the tee right out of the bat, right off the gate, uh, and off the, out of the uh, out of the gate. Um, we struggled a little bit around the greens. And all of a sudden, after we felt like we were outplaying them tee to green, these guys snug a couple of tight approaches or chips in and all of a sudden we're down to nothing and this thing started to get out of control we lost the front nine kenny by uh i think five or six holes we were down five nothing or six nothing at the end of nine and yeah, six oh six oh six oh i got a report uh, i got a report they right from in front of me it was it was looking like a bloodbath really. it was a it was it was not pretty um and I, you know, you, you know, you've been in these matches, right? We've all been on the giving and the receiving end of these beatings. It starts to you feel the weight, right? Because I don't know what's going on in this Evans Kelleher match in front of me. There's not a lot of communication amongst the teams. You don't really know where you're at. It's six nothing. My team needs twelve and a half points. I have no idea. And and then the back nine, if I'm not mistaken. They may have won a hole and gotten up one on the back nine, too. And um, it was, again, it felt like this thing could really careen out of control and a sweep was in order. Um, but a heroic sand shot, I'll just tell you, by Mark Denora on 18 after a pretty good rip of a drive by package and then a pretty good rip of a three-wood by package. Heroic sand shot by Mark Denora, uh, one of the few times he decided to participate on the back nine um but then he gave me a great read on the putt and package able to sink a birdie on 18 to win the back by one hole and take those three points we had lost the overall by probably the 11th 12th hole overall and the front were done so we had already lost six points we were scratching and clawing just trying to get the team three and we were, I was really happy that we were able to do that. Great, great, great bunker shot by Mark Denora on 18 to uh, set us up there for a good putt. We lost 6-3. to three. 
So McCann Moran extract a little revenge on Denora uh, package. And all of a sudden, you're only at 12, Kenny, right? Nine plus three is 12. We needed another half a point out of that final group. And Kenny, you and I have been there, right? Last year, we needed any group just not to get swept. And two of the three groups got swept. So there was real concern on my part, right? Because uh, we've seen it happen when we thought we had uh, a victory at hand. Match number three. Preeti and the Saint against Hardiman and Kremple. Tell me what happened in that match. Uh, another, we, got, we ran it back again. Uh, another pairing that had won. We had, uh, Saint and I had won the day before um, at, at, at um, True Blue. We had won our match. Uh, six to one, pretty handily won over uh, McCann and Hardiman the day before. Paired up against Hardiman and Kremple. Uh, so I got Hardiman second day in a row, but Krempel was was a, a new a new pairing for us to, or a new player for us to see. Pretty tight on the front nine, which was the back nine. Pretty tight um, back and forth. We went up a hole. They got it back. We come into seventeen. The death of many of a Myrtle round. Uh, mm-hmm. The killer of of many uh, of my dreams uh, personally um, to lose that hole. And and Saint and I hit a great tee shot. Great approach to the green. Put it on the green. Um, both Krempel and Hardeman go in the water. Have to chip in for their fifth shot, and we stick the we stick the birdie putt, I believe, or we stick the par putt to their bogey. Win seventeen. Um, go up uh, one on the on the um, or go up two on the front in order to, to take uh, to take the, the front. So, with you, that so you close the front we out on seventeen. Close close at least a push on or, or a push on on. On the front on 17. So we went one up on the 17. You went one up on 17. And, yes. Okay. Uh, and so um, came into 18. We pushed 18. We won the three points, right? So at that point, unbeknownst to us, our team had won enough points to win. You don't know the scores, what's going on. Right. Well, and, and, and Evans and Kelleher hadn't played the back nine yet, right? So yeah. none of those things had happened yeah. yet. But yeah. So, okay. So um, you did. You did your part there. You got the front nine, three points. Got our three points on the front nine. Uh, Krempel Hardeman had scrambled. All over the place to save pars and push holes. Um, back nine, Paulie and I really took control. Um, I believe we won three holes, 11, 12, 13 uh, in a row. Really took control of the match. They never really were able to get back in it. Um, and then coming in on 15, um, or coming in on 16, 120 in, I stuck a, a pitching wedge <clears throat> to about three feet, pushed the hole to their, you know, or won the hole to, to, to win the match. Uh, so we walked in 17 and 18 with a sweep. We didn't even have to worry about playing 17 and 18. We did because we like to play golf, and and you're 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 down there to play. So we played 7 and 18, but um, won that match with the sweep. So um, really was was a great match. Uh, Saint and I won 15 points in two days, um, and and took control of Myrtle Mayhem and, and walked off um, the final green as victors. Well, you know, Kenny, I'll tell you a couple things. Number one. Um, you know, I don't know how many times in your life you've been compared to this athlete, right? But when you say the captain, who's the captain, Kenny? Well, I'm, I, everyone knows I'm the I'm a New Yorker. The captain right. is, is Derek Jeter, right? Everyone knows Derek Jeter. We had a debate down in Myrtle whether or not Derek Jeter was a Hall of Fame worthy player, um, but he's the captain. Uh, I'm proud to be the captain and win. That's the difference between me and Jeter. He's the and captain and wins. I'm well, the here's the thing about Derek Jeter. The argument, 
the argument we had in Myrtle, right, was was his career great? I happen to think so, right? Lock Hall of Famer, in my opinion. But what did Derek Jeter do? He won, baby. Yeah. When it was his biggest moments, all the highlights, him diving into the stands, him making that play at home plate. All those things happened on the biggest stage. And Kenny, captains do like a Mark Messier, right? Stepped up when the time was right. And my captain, Ken Preeti, stepped up and just took points from other people. Yeah. We, like it candy was, it from was a, a baby. team effort. Team effort. Um, we had the top three point players on our team. Denora, Kelleher, and myself were the top three individual point nice. players. Very at, good. At Myrtle. Um, so Bringing the it, stats. We brought we brought we brought home a lot of the individual honors as well as the as the uh, the team trophy. So, um, but you know, it's three point spread going into day four. Anything could happen. It looks like a blowout, but you know, you take a a, a missed putt here or a, a shanked drive there, and these scores could have been turned upside down. So yeah, um, you got to you got to finish every hole, and 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 our team, the drunken grown ups, really came to play on day four. So pretty Saint, you guys win nine zero. Evans Kelleher nine zero. That's eighteen by my math. We only needed twelve and a half. That puts us over the top. And then um package Denora wind up picking up another three points. Gets you to twenty one on the day. Drunken grown ups win Myrtle Mayhem two thousand and twenty two. 54 to 36 over team cancel culture club. And I got to tell you, Kenny, I hope they cancel that name, retire it, <laughs> get out of here with that triple C's bullshit. Uh, and we may have to run drunken grownups again. You know, I mean, if it's a winner, if it's a winner, we, 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 who knows, right? Yeah. You never know. You got, you got 365 days to talk about it. So uh, no, 363 we'll, now, Kenny, 363 to, to figure it out. So, uh, I hope we run it back. If we don't, we'll just, you know, try again with different teammates. Okay, a couple of questions real quick. Number one, uh, MVP, Mike Kelleher. Um, Vegas had predicted that Steve Hardiman would be the MVP. I think you personally took care of ensuring that that didn't happen. You beat him 6-1 to one on day three, and you swept him on day four. Uh, personally ending his uh, Vegas anointed MVP season. Uh, and, but it was Mike Kelleher, right? Kelleher, Kelleher came down, uh, found a groove. I think he hit the, the second shot of Myrtle uh, on day on day one or, the, or one of the first shots off the tee, striped it right down the fairway. Um, kid knows how to play golf. He's a natural athlete, doesn't need to practice. Doesn't need to. I mean, literally had to dust off his clubs. Dust was on his clubs. Yeah. Um, and and you know, borrow balls from whoever he needed to, and um, played four great rounds of golf. Only lost once. Uh, had the yeah. most points. So um, he, great, he had a great, great he had a great Myrtle. Uh, really did have a great Myrtle. Um. So I pre and uh, any other shout outs? I, Alan Evans. Anybody else on our team you want to give a shout out to? Just as far as I know. Kelleher is kind of the MVP of all of Myrtle, but uh, anybody no, I, else you want to recognize in particular? Polly turned it around on days three and four. He had a rough couple days. Um, you know, Allen is Allen. He went two and two, which is, you know, just about, you know, Allen's good for two and two, three and one every Myrtle. Uh, Denora played lights out 
except, you know, uh, for that last day, uh, was three and O headed into the last day. Um, and then, I mean, and then me personally, I played as, as good a golf as I've played down in Myrtle beach in a long time. So I uh, went three and one after one, a first day, Kenny loss, didn't take it, uh, and, and, and wallow in that, but turned it around and won three straight matches. So we all put it together. Everyone played a part. And then you honestly, Jack, the, your, your guts and determination on day four to play through what you knew to be a physical impairment uh, yeah. really was, it was heroic. And that's the only word I can think of. When I, when I flew back the next day, I thought hero. Jack Package was a hero. What's the guy day. from the Knicks? Oh, you're like Willis Reed. You're Willis like Reed. Willis it was, it's my out. Willis Reed moment. Yeah, uh, it, for it those really of you was. who don't know, yeah. I don't yeah. want to. Uh, there, I don't want there to be any HIPAA violations on this podcast. We adhere to all laws, but there were some gastrointestinal issues. We've talked about the toll that fifteen Jack Daniels and seven to eight beers and uh, fried food and you know donuts for breakfast. The 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 cumulative effect that has on the body and um, package was suffering suffering and uh mustered enough strength to get out there and and swing freely away kenny freely away right freely. on hole number 10 <laughs> <laughs> and well, uh give it a rip right nay i mean and i don't want to i mean we won so to victor go the spoils right you know brian reed i had claimed on brian reed uh, was the guy to, to beat the guy to watch for day for the for the other team he three and oh coming into the last day Played some of the best golf I've seen him play in a long time. Um, Steve Hardiman had had a rough two days against me, but the other two days he he was he played great. Timmy McCann uh, came back from an zero and three start and and played great golf on the last day. So every uh, Dave Dwyer beating first day Kenny, a little revenge taken up right like so. There was plenty of good golf all around. Lowest scores probably we've seen in the four days of Myrtle ever. Uh, Alan Evans will run those stats. And get us some of the comparisons of that, but everyone really played well. Um, and the weather was perfect. The house was perfect. Just everything was, it was a, a trip that um, it's, it's what you wait all year to do. And, and, and so hats off to, to Rick, my, my, you know, competitor captain uh, came up to me, shook my hand, uh, congratulated me and the team um, true sportsman. And I, 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 I felt like, you know, it was a, it was a great, great five days down in South Carolina. Yeah, completely agree, and I and I do have to echo the sentiment. It, it it can't be said enough. The scores were low this year. The scores the scores were low. I mean, um, I think there was out of the four days there was only one pairing that went over eighty, um, and there were a couple of days the conditions were pretty windy, gusty. Um, you know, none of those courses are super easy. There's a lot of water, sand everywhere, and uh, I just thought that the golf was really phenomenal. The number of mulligans to me is um, is right on, and I think you leave it at eight. I think most guys don't use all the mulligans they need. I think we could probably get away with lowering it to to maybe six, but there's no need to mess with it because guys have the opportunity to use them. If you're struggling, it's another tool in your bag you can lean on. But if not, you know you just leave the beers in your bag, right? You don't drink them and and move on. And I think yeah. that, that we've really got it dialed in. But kudos to everybody that attended Myrtle, because I thought it was some of the best golf we've had played in the 17-year event of uh, the history of the event. Well said. Well said. Thank Zach. you. Let's move on. 
Uh, Kenny, I, I couldn't get my guest Atlantic City to reappear today, but I'm just going to get your thoughts. Atlantic City on day three, uh, he went 3-0, and okay? He had Evans Kelleher picked over Dwyer Reed. He had Preeti Saint picked over Hardeman Kremple, and he had the Denora Monte uh, match a pick em. Now, that wound up being a little bit of a boat race, but, you know, he he called that even. It could have gone either way, and it, it didn't go the way of Team Drunken Grownups. Can you just talk about how incredibly accurate these yeah. these lines are coming out of AC? And how much of that has to do, do you think, with that guy was uh, – he, he had his team of people, boots on the ground, really, really there with us. Can you talk about AC a little yeah, bit? You know, I know you he's know, not hungry, here. but Hungry dogs run faster, Jack, and AC's hungry, right? He, he was yeah. there. He was embedded with the Myrtle Mayhemers. He was at the Scotties. He was at the Neil and Pams. He was there learning what was going on and, and i'm not surprised he was accurate on the on day on day four um because he he wanted it more vegas is to, you know he's had a good run and he'll be back next year i'm sure he's he's a great handicapper uh i just think he lost a little touch with the with the with the common man down there and 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 ac really really is one of the people um and i feel like that's that's probably why he's a little bit more accurate than, yeah. than his his big brother and, you know, as members of the media, Kenny, uh, one of the things that I'd like to say regarding AC and uh, Vegas, you know, you had, uh, what is her name, Naomi Osaka or whatever, the tennis player this week. We have a lot of talk in sports about availability and, and uh, athletes being available to talk to the press. Is there any excuse for any of these sharps to not want to be out there talking to the press and disappearing when it's time to uh, start the podcasts. No, no, no real, no real excuse there. I, I, can't, I can't speak for Vegas. I'm sure his people will put out some sort of statement. I'm sure you'll get a piece of paper explaining his actions to you. Well, he'll go hide in his, his ivory tower of, of uh, you know, a hotel in Vegas somewhere for the next 360 plus days. But you know, no excuse, none. You get lazy, yeah. you start, you know, you start picking games wrong and you lose money. That's tough. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Anyway, I just want a big shout out one final time to AC Atlantic City for stepping in and then going three and oh, you know, hey, listen, you can fade AC all you want, but uh, the sharp money's on Atlantic City and he did a nice job. I wanted to mention something. We didn't really talk about this every day, but there are two closest to the pin competitions each day, Kenny, and two long drives. And um, we didn't talk day by day, but I just wanted to give a shout out and acknowledge the guys who um, who did uh, win a couple of a couple of dollars and put some money back in their pockets. So in the closest to the pins, Kenny, this is unbelievable. Brian Reed wins four closest to the pin competitions over the course of four days. That's amazing. He wins fifty percent of the closest to the uh, pin and probably indicative of his record going into day four there, right? He was three and oh, hitting the ball tight. He was, I played <laughs> against him. He was sticking, sticking approach shots. He was throwing darts and um, clearly he won four closest. And then just, uh, just to acknowledge the other four, the also rands, uh, Steve Hardiman had one closest to the pin. Paulie, the saint had one closest to the pin. Big Al, Allen Evans had one closest to the pin. And yours truly, Jack Package, he picked up a closest to the pin. Put a couple of shekels in his pocket, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's always good. Water. Good. I think that's the the water hole at Kings North going into the Gambler. I believe it's the one you won. Correct. Ten feet, closest one there was. So good, um, good, good, good for you. Yes, that that is correct. You are right. The SC hole, right? Yes, sir. The SC bunker. All right, and then the long drives, Kenny. Um, you might expect uh, these results. Tim McCann wins two of the eight long drives. Mark Denora wins two of the eight long drives. Big Al, he won a closest. He also picks up a long drive. Package won a closest. Also picks up a long drive. Well-rounded game between Al and Monty. They're the only uh, winners of each side of the competition. And then you drop down to uh, Krempel and Kelleher. Each one, one long drive. So two for Timmy, two for Marky, one for Krempel, one for Kelleher, one for Al, and one for Package on the long drives. I also need to shout out a little bit, you know, Dave, and uh, Rick Moran won the Cornhole Tournament. Uh, I don't know if you've covered that on previous podcasts, but uh, good for Dave to, to come in and, and win with his, his compatriot, Rick. Um, yours truly won the uh, NCAA pool uh, with an Iowa State um, upset on, on day four of the tournament. Uh, so lots of money changing hands down there. Uh, everyone left with a little bit in their pocket um, uh, as far as the, the, the side competition. So, yeah, and, and, you know, shout out to my partner, Big Al. Alan Evans was my partner in Cornhole, and we were the runners-up. We made it to the finals. It was my first final ever. I think Al's won the event a couple of times in Cornhole, but I was pleased to, uh, you know, throw a couple of holies, as Rick calls them, right? Holies. It's a weird Buckets. name. Buckets. That's what I toss. Buckets, right? And uh, we made it to the finals, and... Um, and then we took one right in the mouth, <laughs> Rick and Davey, <laughs> right, was, right in the yeah, kisser. It, it was a boat race there on the final, on, on the final match there. But hey, you know, you got to be in it to win it, as they say in the Jersey Lotto back in the seventies, and you were in it. None That's of us, right. we all had to watch. You were at least throwing the bag. All right, let's move on. It's got a couple of things I want to talk about here to wrap things up. Um, the weather. Give me, I know you mentioned it earlier, but give me the give me the recap of the weather down there, Kenny, this Ch- week. Chamber of Commerce, Chamber of Commerce weather. Uh 60s, sunny. I came home with a hat tan and a glove tan. Um, never had to break out any of the, the extra jackets. Maybe a little nippy in the morning when we get out there on the range, but it, it warms up. Perfect weather. Um, the courses were in incredible shape. No cart path only for us this time. Um, just could not have picked a better four days of golf, five if you even count the practice ground, which we played in perfect, even warmer weather than we had. So um, just a, just an overall great, great weather uh, for, for, the, for the Mayhemers down there. Um, rained maybe twice, once while we're eating pizza, once overnight. You know, it's the per- someone at the, one of the courses said perfect golf weather. Rains at night, dry during the day. Yeah. Um, absolutely. If we could sign up for 10 more years of that in a row, I'd pre-book the tournament right now for the next 10 years, wouldn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was outstanding. And by the way, mid-70s in Myrtle Beach, it gets hot. It's hot. It's uh-huh. When that sun is beating down on you out there, it is hot. Sunscreen needed. Okay. Uh, next question I got for you, Kenny.
what's your highlight of the of the tournament? What's the what's your number one highlight? That's a tough question, Jack. Because you know I don't like to talk about my own game. Um, I, I try. I'm, I'm a captain. I've got five teammates counting on me to lead them. But um, I made Myrtle Mayhem history myself this time. Mark Denor was there. Um, Kings North, hole 13. It's a short. Uh, it's a. It's an interesting par four. You can you can go over the water with a, a gamble shot, or you can play to a shorter, uh, 165, 170 yard shot to have a, an easy. It's almost like a layup par four. Um, me and Marky put it out in the fat part of the fairway. We're 155 yards in. Tim McCann. I've never seen a Tim McCann layup shot in my life. He goes for it. He lands it over the lake. He's 20 yards from the from the pin, just off the fringe, chipping up. So we're we're we are you know behind in the hole. Um, wind is gusting at that point. It's I was a- gonna say that was a tough hole because that yeah. shot where he cut the corner and went towards the green, that was right into the teeth of the wind and it was really howling. Well, Timmy Timmy bombs it out there. 280 plus yards every drive and that was a 210 yard carry water and he needed all 210 of that carry he got just over the water uh it was beautiful shot Uh, a little deflated at that point um mark and i walk up to our ball 153 yards out i had put a five iron out like 170 uh or so i took that same five iron even though we were only 153 yards mark had put it up on the back fringe so we were putting at least for birdie uh, we were there, and uh, I hit that 153-yard shot about as pure as I've ever hit a golf shot. Three bounces on the on the green, rolled for about two seconds, and, and Marky stands there and goes, Kenny, I think that's going in. And we watched it dribble, dribble right into the cup. The cart lady is sitting in there watching it go in. She's screaming her head off, that went in the hole, that went in the hole. We're jumping <laughs> up and down. It's incredible. Our teammates are behind us watching us go crazy. Um, Walk up to the cup. Uh, I play an orange uh, golf ball. It's a little glow of orange there in the cup as I go pick it up and show it to Timmy and Dave uh, because they didn't see it. They were too busy doing whatever. That's an eagle. I don't even know. So 153-yard eagle, uh, pretty much a highlight for me. I I, I won't ever hit a shot. I mean, a lot of those shots involve a lot of luck, but I I feel like that's as good a golf shot as I will ever hit again in my life. Other highlights for me, just the, 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 the group of guys we have is the perfect group of guys. You know, we're competitors, but, you know, we had a great time on Timmy's birthday um, singing songs at the jukebox at Scotty's. Um, <clears throat> Kremple doing shots with us. Um, Paulie the Saint turning his game around, watching basketball, sitting out, listening to your podcasts in the morning. Brian Reed buying bagels for everybody. I mean, you could there's not one, one highlight. There's 100 highlights. And so uh, just a great time overall. It was a wonderful time. I'm going to turn that question back on you, sir. The, you know, you are asking all these questions, but what is your Jack Package personal highlight for Myrtle Mayhem 17? Well, you know, it's nice to be thought of like that, uh, Kenny, and I appreciate you asking. It's a, it's a wonderful question. And, um, you know, I played with one of my very dear friends at True Blue, Alan Evans, and we got absolutely curb stomped. I don't remember what the final score was, but it was it was not good. But on 18, something was still in play, right? And um, Al hit a drive, Kenny, 
that was as perfect as perfect could be. Probably overhit it. Um, right side of the fairway. Beautiful shot. We go up to look for the ball. And um, his ball should be on the right side of the fairway, and it's not. And then we realize, holy shit, I think you carried the top of this hill. And this hill is one of these ones that kind of, if you land on the opposite side of the downslope, it shoots the ball off towards the water to the left. We start walking across the fairway towards the water. And sure enough, in about a half an inch of water, this, this ball has come to rest. And my tee shot was already in the water. So we had no option. If we were to drop, we were hitting three. And these guys, um, th their approaches, they were on the green in two. We were out of the hole. We were done. We would have lost the back the back uh, nine. And so Alan and I kicked the shoes off. We kicked the socks off. Al was wearing shorts. I was wearing pants. I rolled up the pants, made some capris. And uh, I jumped into the water. I believe the ranger drove by and he said, does that guy know there's gators in that water? Because unless he was shooting for a 69, I would let that ball go and take the drop. But that's not me, and that's not Alan. And I hit a terrible shot out of the water. I've never hit a ball out of the water before. Alan actually hit a great shot out of the water and just missed the green, a little front right of the green kind of, but kept us in contention for the hole. And... um you know, it was unique. It was it was a uh, you know something I've never done before. Roll and take my pants off, my shorts off, or not shorts, uh, shoes and socks off. Rolling the pants up, getting wet, getting down in the water, and hitting a ball out of the water. It was interesting. It was fun. Uh, I had a terrible result on mine, but Alan hit his great. But that was, you know, that that sort of sums up Myrtle to me, right? Is that we take this thing seriously enough that we're willing to do things like that, right? You know, you, you, it would be easy to just say, I'm not getting in that water, drop the ball here, take a stroke, hit three, but it's a competition. And if there's points on the line, you bet your ass that I think all 12 guys would drop down into that water and hit that ball rather than take that stroke. If there's points on the line, you never know when you're going to chip something in and uh, have something good happen, right? Kenny, I think I lost you, um, but that was my absolute highlight. I do appreciate the question. Uh, hope you join us again, Kenny, if you can get your difficulties, uh, audio technical difficulties fixed. If not, I want to move on to uh, one last comment. On day three, we, you know, we're responsible golfers down in Myrtle. And uh, when there's some beers to be consumed, we don't drive, right? So we hire a uh, van service to shuttle us back and forth to the course. On day three, we were stuck with a driver for a 37-minute drive on the way down the True Blue who would not shut the fuck up. And when I say would not shut the fuck up, I mean would not shut the fuck up. For 37 minutes, this uh, driver 
talked Kenny's ear off. Kenny, I'm just I, I'm moving on without you. I see that you're back. You've got your difficulties. I mentioned uh, I finished up about my highlights. I mentioned this driver on day three, Kenny, who would not shut the fuck up. Uh, I believe. Oh, Angelia. Uh, Angelia. Angelia. Dave Dwyer. Oh. In all, you know, listen, Julie, the Myrtle uh, organizer, he does a smart move. He says, hey, Ken, you're in the front seat. I can tell this one's a talker, and you're a people person. Get up front. Yeah. And well, this was what I heard, yeah. Kenny. Let me see. Blah, 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 blah. 45 minutes of that blah, with Angelia blah, blah, talking blah, about blah, her. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, I'm losing you, Kenny. You got a bad internet connection there, buddy. But um, it was crazy. The, the amount of talking that she did was just unreal. And uh, if, can you still hear me there, bud? All right. Well, listen. I, I lost Kenny again. He's having some internet difficulties. Kenny's down at the uh, lake, the lake house. I know they have no internet out there in the wilderness in Virginia. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, but we can't forget Angelia. She was, uh, oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> I could hear one word every 10 minutes, Kenny, but Angelia was relentless for 37 minutes and Needs to be immortalized. <laughs> Needs to be remembered. And, uh, whoo. Well, I hope we get Cookie back. I hope we can get Cookie Monster back driving us. Kenny, I see that you've checked out one more time. We're going to close this podcast up. Uh, I'm wrapping it up. That's it. Myrtle 22. Myrtle 2022. Myrtle Mayhem. Drunken Grown Ups. Captained by Kenneth Preeti. 54. Against the Cancel Culture Club, captained by Rick Moran, 36 points. Kenny, I'm wrapping things up here, giving the final assessment. Last thoughts on your win, Kenny, as we put the final nails in the Myrtle 2022. No, only I, I came back for one reason, and Jack, and, and, and it's two reasons, actually. One, to thank you for, for, for starting this podcast, opening up Myrtle Mayhem to the world. Um, you've become an internet sensation. Thank you saw you. stickers with your logo mm -hmm. plastered all over Surfside Beach. I mean, it very really popular. Is, it, you are a popular, popular podcaster. Yes. Yes. I hope you continue it during the off season. So thank you, John, for thank bringing you. Myrtle to the people. Thank uh, you. It's been an honor. And, it's been an and, honor. And, and then secondly, it's to thank my friend Dave Dwyer for everything he does for Myrtle. He's a he's a, a consummate professional. He is a, a true friend. And, and Myrtle Mayhem wouldn't happen without Dave Dwyer. And he did another stand-up, incredible job, uh, as he always does. So without Dave's leadership, none of this would happen. So. No, kudos. It's a great call-out, Ken, because I, I, this, is, this is not a joke. You know, we, we take a lot of things lightheartedly here on the podcast. But in all honesty, if you're uh, with a bunch of guys or a bunch of girls and you're looking to take some kind of a trip, get on the MyrtleMayhem.com website. Get on some of these Twitter accounts. Follow me. Follow the Daily Mayhem One on Twitter and read through some of these posts. It is top notch. The amount of time, the signing, the scoreboards, the awards, the prizes, the contests, the 
the coordination of travel, the, the scheduling that is posted at the house for all to see. It is remarkable. Uh, I, I can't imagine how much time goes into it. Dave, I don't think any of us thank you enough. God bless you for the work you do. It is a fantastic trip. And uh, I know that myself and at least 11 other guys will be counting down the next 363 days until we get to run it back. Kenny, thanks for being on the show. Congratulations on the trophy. Drunken grown-ups, Myrtle Mayhem champions 2022. Let's go, baby. Let's go. That's a win, Kenny. All right, the captain. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Who knows what kind of podcast we'll show back up here with, but thanks for listening to The Daily Mayhem. We'll kick it back up for sure next year as Myrtle Mayhem approaches. Thanks for listening.